This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. It is time for a special episode, an early episode of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris, and this week we are going to preview this Friday's massive Love Pro Wrestling and Outcome the Wrestlers live event here in Edmonton. And who better to do it with me, giggle, than the my broadcast colleagues, Mr. Warren Diesel Barris. Warren, how the hell are you? I am wonderful. Thank you again. The the uh, the most returned episodes ever of the Punk and Pile Drivers as a guest. So you're welcome. You, uh, you it's like a reverse sad pod now. Like I, I invaded your podcast and now <laughs> you're, you're doing the same thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Thaddeus is here. Thaddeus, how you doing? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Gentlemen, who's excited for Friday? All right, I was just gonna say, are you guys excited about the show Friday? This on paper, it, it, this might be show of the year. I personally feel so, and I mean, we also like we have an addition to the team on Friday, which I'm very excited yeah. for. Well, as somebody who actually knows what they're doing other than Boris, which is nice. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. actually uh, uh, very excited. Uh, Veda Scott actually is going to be. Uh, from what I gather in the the opening match, and let's before we even get to, to commentary, uh, they have a massive opportunity taking on the Love Pro Wrestling Challenge Champion Taryn from Accounting. So before we even get to the microphone, there is an opportunity for Ve- uh, Vader to walk out with some gold. Not only that, that's to do commentary with a champion. <laughs> that's true. We finally bring some <laughs> some class to the booth. Uh, what what yeah. do you think uh, uh, Veda's chances are? I mean, Taryn has been on an absolute tear, no pun intended, uh, holding that title. I want to say it's over 300 days now. I may be incorrect on that, but uh, uh, some stiff, stiff competition, and she's found a way uh, to, to come out successful every time. Every time you kind of start to maybe, maybe possibly counter out, she does the exact opposite and continues to win. So, I mean, under the guidance of of MRB and having that clandestine society behind her, that's that's going to give you a big confidence boost going up against anybody. Absolutely true, but Veda is is very very well traveled and has taken on some some top talent as well. So uh, this is one I think that might be. A, there's a lot of show stealers on this one, and this one's definitely uh, high up on the list. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm personally I think. Karen is still going to take this, but I think her and Veda are they. The, it's going to be. I, I'm speechless, really. Like there, there are so many match of the nights on this card. Like I look at at least three for sure, right off the top of my head, that I'm going to say are match of the nights. But there's there can only be one match of the night, right? Now, Warren, I've been a terrible broadcaster here, and I'm burying the lead. What we got to do is we got to talk about the where's and when's and why's. I mean, learn this in radio school. <laughs> so so let's let's go back to the beginning uh love pro wrestling presents and out come the wrestlers live this friday night from the rec room south edmonton common here in edmonton alberta doors at 6 p.m uh bell time seven o'clock if you cannot be there live to join us you can watch the event streaming live and free hosted by this uh gangly trio i guess gangly is not a word to describe any of us is it no. Robust? Did you <laughs> yes. say robust? Hosted, uh, hosted by this robust trio. You can check that stream <laughs> out at seven o'clock on uh, twitch.com or no, it's twitch.tv slash love wrestling ca. I think I finally got it right now. It's only been what you eight did shows it. now. 
Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're like me with the ring bell. It only took about 10 tries. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I'm going to do a quick little segue. Uh, uh, GCW this past week, uh, uh, they used a recorded uh, bell sound from YouTube for one of their live events. And somebody uh, caught a picture of this on one of their, their like computer screens. And it's been making like a semi like big deal on, on Twitter about people talking about how it's like unprofessional and lame and yada, yada, yada. Every single fucking independent wrestling promotion, including uh, a PWA, which you know that I love to, to my death, uh, has used that exact same ring bell sound. So I don't know why everybody's like going off about how unprofessional it is. It's kind of kind of sad to me. I think it just goes to show that they've never actually ran a show themselves. Talking yeah. about professionalism. <laughs> yeah, one of my oh. favorite running jokes during that show was play the bell. <laughs> well, and when you compare it to the piss poor effort that Thaddeus put in at the last lpw show i mean i'd take a computer version any day of the week it's probably now, way better than me <laughs> now far be it for me to uh to defend uh mr archer but i mean <clears throat> people people talk a lot of shit about ringing the bell till it's time to ring the bell and then the pressure gets to them some people break down when it comes to bell ringing it's pressure true. not everybody's as good as me is what you're saying and i get that and i like your modesty too that's one of the things i like yeah. about you so much thank you i mean he's, he's earned himself a job for uh, eternity now so. yeah <laughs> all right match uh the second match on my i don't know what the lineup is i just like wrote everything down uh it was a match actually that was just announced this morning a uh, tag team match featuring two members of the rads uh larry woods and rich king uh taking on shigak bar shabazz and uh bayrad Garani. and this match is interesting for a couple of reasons First of all, it's like four of the most hated guys in love wrestling going at it, which I find kind of interesting. And uh, and the, the Rads are now back on the undercard after winning the main event last month. <laughs> uh, I, I saw uh, Ben Ullman bitching and complaining uh, on uh, Facebook, I believe today it was, about uh, the fact that, uh, that Mitch Clark does not have a match on the show. And uh, I mean, I guess if I was, if I was Ben Ullman, I'd be upset about that too. Well, that's his job, right? He's got to he's got to look after after the Brads and, and make sure that they're getting like that. He said they won the main event last month. Why are we waiting until the Tuesday before the show to even announce any of them in a match? I've never mind the fact that Mitch Clark is still in nothing. Yeah, Ben Ullman is is representing his talent, and Thaddeus. I'm sure that's something that you can definitely uh, empathize with and understand. Yeah, no, it speaks to like that's that's what a good manager does. Um, I. I did witness and I, I this isn't on the arch report but the tales of the undercard if you watch uh, one of the most recent ones there was a bit of a back and forth with spencer love between them and the rat him and the rads at the end of the last show and i think he kind of took slight to some of the antics of uh ben noman and and some of the you know being lead official but you know making some changes here and there and then his uh his men i think spencer's kind of trying to put them in their place Maybe that's what this is about. There's definitely more than an undercurrent of frustration between those two factions. And I think uh, the only people that are going to benefit from that are the fans who are going to get to see some great matches. And these are four really underhanded sons of bitches too. So who can, who can <laughs> out underhand the other, I think, is going to be the one that walks away with this one. Well, as I said on Twitter today, if, if Dr. Kyoto doesn't Asian miss, Judge Ben Omen, we riot. Oh, I'm, plain I'm, and I'm, simple. I'm, I I want to see Ben Omen's face covered yeah. in Asian mist. I'm into that. Let's do it. 
Oh, okay. I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Okay. Uh, let's move on to what, and again, I mentioned show stealer so many times uh, uh, in my, my social media posts and, and even just like talking with friends about the show. Uh, we have a number one contender four way match for the, the grand championship. And this one I think is, is this is going to be a banger. I'm really looking forward to, this is going to be one of those matches where I talk about that. Sometimes a match is so good that I'm calling it. I forget to say things just because I'm enjoying the match. <laughs> we got uh, Sean Moore who is fresh off an excursion to Mexico, uh, making him even more well-rounded and dangerous. Uh, Jack Pride, who's been on a tremendous role uh, in Love Pro Wrestling for the past few months. Uh, son of Irish, scrappy young underdog. You heard about uh, heard from him last week on the podcast. And uh, Travis Williams making his return to Love Wrestling. And this one is like you put these four names on the dartboard and you just throw a dart because, I mean, anyone can take it. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of very, I mean, young, very talented individuals in this match, and yeah, I mean, it could go, it could go anyway. There's a lot of storylines at play here as well, like you said, with Jack Pride kind of being on that hot streak, and then there's Son of Irish who still looking for that first win in LPW. That mm. uh, I mean, we've seen what Sean Moore's capable of. Like you mentioned, he was just in Mexico, and you see some of those the clips that were floating around on social media of some of the things that he was doing over there. I, I, like you said, I don't know how you pick this one. I don't know how if you if they if there was betting odds on it. I think there it's just equal. It's zero across the boards because I don't think you can give anybody a distinct advantage over any of their other of them. Yeah, and Thaddeus, the thing with with Sean Moore that I've really noticed over the past maybe year or so is there is a massive chip on his shoulder. He wants what he feels uh, is due to him, and I think this is going to be uh, him him looking to show out and take what's his. Well, it's like he says, come fight me. He he yeah. wants to prove himself. He, I mean, he just spent like pretty much half a year, like, I don't know, four months, five months in Mexico, uh, wrestling 24-7, day in, day out, no breaks. Uh, and, uh, personally, that'd be the person I would pick. But you look at the win-loss record, You really, if you look beneath the surface, you look who's been at every show, who's been at Love Wrestling, hooker by crook, I'm going to pick someone. I'm just going to say Jack Pride. He is hungry enough. There's something new, something different. Not not even something new or different. Something intense about Jack Pride. Is that your dog, Thaddeus? Who's your dog pick? I'm saying Jack Pride's going to win this one. All right. Now, gentlemen, as you know, because you are veterans of the Punk and Potteros podcast, this is not only a professional wrestling podcast, but a musical podcast as well. I have my, my guests, my friends come on and, and pick tracks for us to play. And this, uh, this week is no difference. Thaddeus, we're going to go to your, uh, to your song first, just because Warren changed the song at the last minute, which is a pet peeve of mine. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. everybody call, why does everybody call me the prima donna? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, Warren, you're pretty prima donna on yourself today, but we'll wow, talk about I just, that. I learned how to take heat from, from Thaddeus. So I'm, I'm, I'm just starting my process. <laughs> So uh, you you kept uh, to the Punk and Potteros moniker, uh, Thaddeus, and you picked uh, Roots Radicals by Ransom, which is a great song. Just give me a quick uh, quick reasoning why you picked this one. Well, I mean, look at the art. Look at the name of the show title for our show. It's all based upon uh, An Outcome of the Monsters by Ransom's, you know, huge album. And uh, this is one of the, you know, you would say one of the three top tracks on the album. And I just personally... Uh, you know, with those rads kicking around, I thought Roots Radical would be just perfectly suited for uh, and outcome the wrestlers pre-show. You know, I was gonna, I was not gonna be that guy, and I was just gonna let it go. Uh, it. But it, it's uh, end outcome the wolves, not outcome. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Yes. I don't know why I said monsters. Ward, Woo! I saw I saw your little square light up with green. You wanted that one too, didn't you? I was ready. If you weren't doing it, I was gonna. I was getting froggy there. All right, uh, we're gonna go to that now. Yeah, great track. Uh, great track. Every time I hear it in the in the car on the on the old satellite radio, the uh, the volume goes up. Uh, this is Roost Radicals. This is Rancid on the Punk and Pod Evers podcast. Said uh, Roots Radicals from the album and out come the monsters. Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a great pick by uh, uh, Thaddeus Archer the Third. This is the Punk and podcast on Love Wrestling. We are previewing the big and out come the monsters professional wrestling event <laughs> on Friday night here in Edmonton. Uh, upcoming next is uh, Chris Parrish is returning uh, to, to Love Wrestling. He's been off for, I want to say, a couple of shows now. I may be wrong about that. And yeah. he is taking on uh, somebody who's had a lot of success uh, coming back from his injury in uh, Bobby Sharp. And again, Bobby has, I believe, two two wins in a row now since he's been back. And Chris Parrish been absent for two shows. So I think these guys are both hungry and want to get back in the win column so they can get into some number one contender matches of their own. 
Yeah, well, if you watch the Archer Report from a few months back, when Chris Parrish, you know, kind of well, suffered a, a loss. Well, you're out that Archer Report, aren't you? Hey, I gotta gotta plug my uh my thing. Hey, nonetheless, I uh, he, he looked distraught. He looked, you know, almost uh, like he kind of lost his smile or something to that nature. And uh, he t- went to take some time off. And in the meantime, you have Bobby come back. And what I find most interesting is these two guys have known each other since they were kids since they started training they've been tag team partners they've been enemies they've had multiple matches but now they're at two different points of their career and uh you know i think chris really needs this and bobby does too yeah and like you mentioned earlier with with sean moore i feel like because of i i did watch that uh episode of the archer report by the way uh, and i feel like there there might be an, a little chip on on chris Parrish's shoulders as well i think I feel like we might see a, maybe a refocused, a recentered Chris Parrish coming into this match. Maybe, uh, maybe with a bit more grit, a bit more of a a, a goal in mind as opposed to uh, what we've seen in the past. So, uh, it's a very interesting matchup. I mean, you talk about two guys like you said that have been around the Alberta scene for years and years, uh, kind of coming together at, at very different points of their career. It's it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, there's a lot of people mixed up in a lot of things uh, regarding championships right now. And these guys definitely both want to be in uh, in that picture. And uh, yes, I like to, to tease Thaddeus about the Archer Report, but it is definitely must-see viewing. Not only is it incredibly entertaining and incredibly well done, but you learn so much about what's going on uh, in Love Wrestling. So as soon as you're done with this podcast, uh, head over to those Archer Reports and get caught up because you hear right from uh, the talent themselves about their wants and dislikes. And, and it really gets you set up for the show right uh, Thaddeus well it's a companion piece it's I mean you know for indie wrestling as you would call it it's our tv it's our uh, it helps tell the story between the shows if you miss a show you get to find out what happened and yeah you get to dive deeper into all the characters and what's happening between them all the people all the wrestlers even uh we've had disappointed Boris and Warren on the Archer Report so and you know what? You're a smart guy, Thaddeus, because I gave a big, long speech about what the Archer Report was. You just said it was a companion piece, and you took what I said and shortened it down into two words. Well done. <laughs> uh, tag team action coming up next. And I, I'll be honest. I had this pencil in in my brain, just, just my own thinking. I had this pencil in as the main event of the show, which it is not. Um, the Clandestine Society, Michael Richard Blaze and Stephen Crow taking on from uh, British Columbia State of Emergency. And there is a, and I, I've said this, uh, Warren, you and I talked about this, I believe, last month in our preview. Uh, there's a growing war, uh, I don't want to say war, maybe rivalry uh, between some Alberta talent and some uh, BC talent uh, kind of going back and forth across the border for shows. And this is the first time we've seen State of Emergency come to Alberta, to my knowledge, or come to Love Wrestling anyway. Uh, and uh, they're definitely going to want to make a splash. I've seen some matches of these guys. They're very, very talented. I know that MRB has said on other shows and podcasts, he has a lot of respect for these guys. And this is another one that I think might be on that show-stealing list. Yeah, I mean, we saw at the end of the last LPW show, the the video pop up at the end of the main event of State of Emergency talking about how the one name that they continue to here is clandestine society and i do believe that there's a reason for that they're one of the best in all of canada as far as i'm concerned but uh upon yeah like it's similar to you watching some of the matches and some of the stuff that uh, state of emergency has done and continues to do uh you're right this absolutely could have been the main event and maybe should have been the main event there's uh th- this is just this is just going to be potentially one of the matches of the year yeah for sure thaddeus i'm going to give you the dubious distinction uh of trying to pick a winner <laughs> uh, oh, now this is one of those ones that I 
honest, oh, I'm not putting my butt on the line. I'm gonna I, get I, I know we're on limited time here. Um, I, I'm going to say state of emergency. Um, they seem very hungry for the clandestine society. You see them chirping them. You see them talking to them, like you said, BC uh, with NEW with WrestleCore. Um, they have came and worked one show with uh, our undistinguished competition. Nonetheless, um, you know, they're coming to the big show here to love wrestling, to finally face the clandestine society here in Alberta. And as much as I love uh, the Blaze Brothers, I think State of Emergency are going to play a little dirtier. Um, and I feel like they're going to win. And they made the challenge. And you know you're confident if you're the one laying down that challenge. Exactly. Uh, speaking of BC, this is a match uh, that that was uh, uh, kind of changed a little bit in, in an odd way. Uh, Adam Ryder uh, taking on uh, Michael Allen, Richard Clark. Originally, this match was slated to be for the, the WrestleCore Championship. But uh, ironically, or maybe unironically, uh, last week or the week before, uh, Michael Richard Blaze was in BC and actually defeated Adam Ryder for that title. So Michael Richard Blaze is now currently your Love Pro Wrestling Grand Champion and your WrestleCore Champion. But nonetheless, this is another one where Adam Ryder coming in from BC wanting to make a name for himself, but he, he he's bitten off uh, a lot to chew in Michael Allen, Richard Clark. And this is another one of those matches that's going to be a banger. It's going to be on that show-stealing list. And it's another one that I'm not going to pick a winner to. It's well, an interesting. Well, go ahead. It's an interesting dynamic, especially considering what you just mentioned as well. I mean, we we saw at the last LPW, Michael Allen, Richard Clark teaming with Clandestine Society and MRB to have kind of MRB kind of maybe pull the uh, pull the wind out of out of his sails a little bit, so to speak. Um, but I don't think I don't think that's going to take away. And I, obviously, Thaddeus can speak a lot more to Michael Allen, Richard Clark. Uh, than I can, but I don't think that's going to take away any focus away from him when he when he looks at a guy like Adam Ryder because he, he realizes, I mean, the 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 potential for a for a victory over a guy like Adam Ryder who who brings in a lot of a lot of talent as well. So talent, prestige. I mean, Adam Ryder wrestles at Defy uh, across the Pacific Northwest. We're not talking just you know he's down throughout the uh, the top northwestern states through BC across Canada. Uh, he has prestige to his name, and you know he was. It's the WrestleCore Infinity Champion. Um, he he was that for he was the initial inaugural, and and was for quite a while uh, until he lost it. And for a guy like Michael and Richard Clark, who's kind of took the pandemic, got over an injury, and brought himself back into just even better shape than he's ever been before. He's looking to make a name for himself. He is looking people to get eyes on him, to get more championship shots, to get more championships. This is still huge to him. To beat Adam Ryder, whether it's for a title or not, is still huge to Michael Allen. Richard. Yeah, infinity champion. I knew there was, a, there was a word I was missing, and I apologize to the fine folks at WrestleCore. They're doing some, some really great stuff. Have you checked out some WrestleCore? Really, really great stuff they're doing over there. I love WrestleCore. I, I mean, Cobra, I worked with Cobra out here when he was uh, moved from, uh, I think it was Eastern Canada over to Western Canada, started in Edmonton, was here for about a year or two, uh, and then went out to Vancouver. And it's just, I mean, there's Glam Slam, WrestleCore, there's a whole bunch of crazy shows he puts on out there. And I mean, that's a great company. That's honestly my favorite company in BC. Uh, one of the most popular tag teams in professional wrestling uh, making their return to LPW this Friday night. Uh, the Voros Twins uh, are back. They've been gone for a couple of months. They were actually going. Uh, I spoke to them at the end of the last show. They were here. They were actually going back to Hungary to to visit some family and stuff, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, but they're going to be back, and they're going to be taking on Mo Jabari 
and uh, Mars the Specialist, who have been doing some pretty solid work as a tag team. But uh, with no disrespect to the Voros Twins, but I want to talk about this this mysterious man in black who has been uh, a, a thorn in the side of Mojibari over the past couple of shows. And he appeared uh, right behind, or sorry, right beside our announce table at the last event. And if you go back and watch the uh, the or listen to the audio and watch the the video, uh, scared the crap out of me, and I ended up dropping an F on right on the commentary. <laughs> scared the crap out of you. He like manhandled me and shoved me out of the way. I I never felt anybody push me as hard in my life from whoever that was. That scared the crap out of me too. Yeah, and those those videos that are showing up too, those are very unsettling. And if they're unsettling like that to us, how do you think Mojabari feels about that? Like, who the hell is this guy, and what's his deal? I I mean, there's really been no clues as to who. I mean, he's shown up. He looks like a, a big, you know, he was right beside us, the commentary there. Uh, he looks like a pretty intimidating fellow. But, yeah. I mean, other than the altered voice, is it an altered voice? Who knows? All we know, he wants to make Mo's life a living hell, but we don't know why. Well, and the interesting dynamic that we saw at the last show, too, is that I, I, I'm still not entirely convinced that Mars the Specialist know, knows that that happened. There was a bit of a, a bit of a shove and a and kind of left Mojabari hanging in the ring after that match. That I, I wonder what kind of terms those guys are on if they've kind of patched things up or if there's a little bit of distrust in there going into a match against a team that obviously has no trust issues because they're brothers and twins in the Voros twins. Yeah, I would imagine that there was some serious discussions between those two uh, in the locker room after the show and even some some. Uh, uh, watching of the video just to say this is what happened. I didn't bail on you, and I hope you don't feel that way. But this this is what happened, and I had some things I had to take care of or try to take it's care of anyway. It's exactly what happened on the Archer Report. The Archer Report, which you should Archer watch Franklin. immediately at the conclusion <laughs> of this podcast. Now, Warren Barris and hit the bell at the end. YouTube, <laughs> yeah, play the bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warren Barris, one of my pet peeves that I that I've had in in my my wrestling career, and I hate to use the term wrestling career because it's, it's to me it sounds as 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 not a wrestler. I think when I say it, it sounds kind of pompous, but nonetheless, it would be when a talent would come to me uh, uh, right before the show and say, "Hey, Boris, I'm changing <laughs> my music. I have new music." <sighs> And I'd be like, listen, motherfucker, the show, the doors are open. Well, I'm ready to go here. I don't give two shits if you got new music or not. And anybody You will who- get Brie Bella and you will like it. Yes. <laughs> you are now Brie mode and you're going to deal with it. Uh, you sent me your uh, your song pick, I want to say this morning. Or was it yesterday? I can't When we talked yesterday, I sent you the first one. Yeah. And, and moments before we went on the air, so to speak, you said, hey, Boris. Can I change my song? Oh, yeah. I asked if it was too late. I gave you the option to say no, and you didn't. So that's I figured that was all right. I could I could never say no to those big doughy eyes. <laughs> now, I want to ask you, actually, about your first song you picked. You picked a song called Superman by Goldfinger. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't really, and it's very like a very ska, a Goldfinger, obviously, kind of like a ska band and a very ska yeah. song. And I didn't really expect that kind of song to come from you. That seemed more like a Scotty song, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, tell me about why you picked that one first. I got you- I got into ska a while back, like like for the first time ever. And actually, the, the, Scotty was like my my guide, my Sherpa, if you will, in the ska <laughs> world. Uh, so uh but that one, that one for me, it's nostalgic for because uh, it was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first video game that they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was recently playing that. In fact, I think I was playing it last night when you texted me, and it was probably playing at the time. And I was like, "This song," and that's why I did it. But then I heard the song that I actually. Can I just on- cut you off? I just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to cut you off. A lot of people who got into and Thaddeus, I'm sure you can kind of uh, echo this. 
uh, a lot of guys who get into the ska on the punk uh, that Tony Hawk game and those those oh. uh, Punkorama CDs were a gateway into punk yeah. for for so many people. I think that's so great that those things were around. Punkorama was uh, like such a huge gateway, and and just uh, like every kind of style of punk, you know, it was such a smorgasbord of uh, stuff that you kind of got a taste for everything. Right? Yeah, and I think so many bands were were were, were lucky to get on like the the video game and the, and those compilations and and really benefit from that. Benefited from that. Now, Warren, you picked a, a new song, and I gotta pull it up here because it's a lot of words I don't understand. Let me check. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the song is called "Ramon Ayala" by Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Do I have that right? You got it. Explain to me where what what is this all about? Where did this come from? I've never heard of any of this. So this one popped up. I I, I forget wh- it popped up on my radar somewhere. Whether it was on on Spotify or whatever YouTube, I don't remember. It popped up somewhere. And I listened to it. I'm like, man, this is kind of like a, it's a new song. It just came out. And these guys are relatively new as well, but it's got a real like early 2000s feel to it. I, I won't say what I think it sounds like until after we come back. Cause I don't want to ruin it ahead of time, okay. but um, it just, I don't know. It's got a really cool sound to it. And I ended up watching the music video for it. And the dude who sings it, like the way he looks does not match his voice at all. I think I was just kind of mesmerized by it. And then, we also happened to end it up because I brought it into the station that I work at 100.3 The Bear. You can listen to my show Monday to Friday, three to seven. The Toby Warren Show with Warren and Toby. That a boy. Um, you, uh, we, I actually played it today on the show, and that's why when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I should put this one on here." Because last time when I played the Motor League, that ended up being the goddamn theme for LPW this month. So, <laughs> well done. All right. So this is uh, Ramon Ayala. It is Giovanni and the Hired Guns on the Punk and Power Drivers podcast. I'm on the road again, half drunk with a lit cigarette. I don't know when I'll be back in this town. At least that's what I tell her. Baby, I'm just saying, maybe I just think too much. I'm leaving in the air, baby, are you saying? I know that you drank too much. And this is what she said to me. At the same damn place She's standing in my eyes with no I'll give in I'm wondering If I should walk on over I said, girl, saw you winking Tell me what you're thinking Can I get your name? I'm not leaving till the end Girl, what are you saying? What do you want to say with me? And this is what I said to
That is Giovanni and the Hired Guns, a pick of Big Warren Diesel Barris on the Punk and Potters podcast. Uh, you said after we came back from the track, you were going to tell me what it reminded you of. So so speak on that. Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. Oh, okay. <laughs> and once you hear that and then listen to that song again, it's going to mess you up because you'll never hear it the same way again. But... So now you can uh, hit the rewind button on the podcast and hear it again and go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you'll You'll get it. You'll get it. All right, so our main event, and I'm going to pontificate. I'm not going to pontificate, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson on this one for, from my perspective. Hey, shut that dog up. Can we be Sorry. professional here? What's, Sorry, what's that upstairs. cigarette out? He's upstairs, <laughs> and I'm not up there. So, <laughs> uh, what's what's the dog's name? Charlie. Charlie. All right. Charlie buckets. <laughs> All right. Old so, duck there. <laughs> your, your main event. I'm about to give him a golden ticket right in the behind here, right away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, what I've never that, heard that I don't means. know what that means, but I don't want any part of it. Well, yeah. we're, going, we're going off the rails. Um, the main <laughs> event uh, this Friday night at the Rec Room in South Edmonton. Love for wrestling, and out come the wrestlers. Uh, Zoe Sager taking on a returning. Uh, Gigi Ray returning to Alberta, her old stomping ground, Millwoods represent. Now, a little bit of a history lesson just because I was around for all of this. Uh, uh, Gigi Ray trained by uh, Michael Richard Blaze. Her very first match ever, not her first match in, in a promotion or what have you, her very first match ever was in the PWA. It was against Zoe Sager, and it was for the PWA women's title. She won that match and won that championship in her first match. Uh, held it for quite some time, uh, partially due to her talent and partially due to the pandemic. Um, she relocated to Texas uh, for 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 the shoot job. And I hope it's okay that I say that. If not, then I apologize. No, oh, she's been pretty open about. Okay, uh, uh, relocated to Texas, and she's been killing it in the states, uh, wrestling all over the place. I believe there was an AEW uh, uh, Dark or Dark. What the hell is the other show called? Dark Renegade or After Dark or Dynamite. No, 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 not, not, not Dynamite. One of the B shows. I thought it was Dark. <laughs> she was on Dark, and there's another one as well. Yeah, uh, there was made, a couple shots there. Yeah, she made an appearance there. Uh, returned to Alberta uh, for the PWA Battle of the Dome 2, where she again took on Zoe Sager, and Zoe Sager defeated her uh, to recapture the PWA Women's Championship in, in the last PWA show. Um, there is a lot of history between these two. There's a lot of mutual respect. But if you add in the fact that Zoe has been winless in, in love wrestling since, since its inception, uh, there's a lot on the line in this match, I think, just for Zoe Sager's mental health. Yeah, I mean, we saw her give 150% at the last LPW show and still come up a little bit short in that match that I don't, I don't know what a loss does to Zoe Sager here, like you said. Mentally, I I, I I worry about that a lot because we saw the frustration kind of boil over even during the match at the last show. Um, and, and, and I mean, as much as we talked about earlier about potential main events, I think this absolutely belongs in the main event as well. I mean, Gigi Ray coming back is is a very big deal. And, and obviously she continues to represent Alberta and the city of Edmonton. Uh, with Mill Woods wherever she goes, and I think that's that's such a great thing because you just super you, don't, cool. you don't see any of that. MW thoughts? Well, I was just I was just saying the MW. You know, she throws yeah. up the MW for Mill Woods. Uh, I mean, it's been covered in the Edmonton Sun. Uh, shout out to Trevor Rob for doing a story on her after we had a quick discussion about her. 
it's I don't know. It's I'm a bit of a softy here. It's so great to see her come back. And I know she's been back for a couple of shows, but to, after really, you know, she's taken off working with Booker T's promotion, reality wrestling and all these different companies down in the States. She's just going so strong to come back to Alberta, basically in Millwoods. I mean, the rec room is in Millwoods adjacent, if not, you know, I don't know. I don't know where the land boundaries lie, but mm-hmm. you're in Millwoods. And just, you know, be able to, uh, at this grand showcase that is the rec room, that is Love Wrestling, to come back and face someone, like you said, that she has a history with, with Zoe Sager. And and then with what's happened with Zoe, uh, you see what happened between her and Taryn at the last show and the frustration and almost, uh, I want to say a darker side of Zoe, a desperate side of Zoe. And it just there's there's something about this. Like you said, this is this is definitely the main event. This is such main event caliber that what will happen to Zoe if she loses, uh, you know, like does, will Gigi take a loss in her big show back in Mill, Mill Woods here in Edmonton? So it's, this is a main event caliber match. And, you know, we were thrown around at the start, you know, match of the night, match of the night, match of the night. This is another one of those ones that you yeah. just have to say, this is going to be the match of the night. For sure. And we talked earlier about uh, Son of Irish kind of being in the same boat, looking for that first win. And I've, I, what I think, and I was thinking about this today, uh, the difference is, is I think Son of Irish, he's feeling it. He's confident. I believe in his heart. He knows that win's going to come. And I think that that confidence and that knowing that win's going to come, that feeling is fading in Zoe. And I think that that's what the big difference is, is she's starting to get worried, I think. Yeah, it very well could be. Uh, uh, and that's that's that can go both ways, though. That can be a dangerous thing for her. That can be a dangerous thing for her opponent because uh, out of desperation, I mean, out of pressure, creates diamonds, right? And we've seen that in the past work for many, many people. So, um, I mean, for, for her sake, perhaps for everyone else's sake, I, I hope that she is able to to uh, pick up a win here. But, I mean, as like you say, that full circle moment to have Gigi back and and kind of come back home and and kick things off in LPW with a win that would that would be great too. I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting end to the evening one way or another. Absolutely. So we got just a couple more minutes here. Is there anything else that you guys want to add or any thoughts you have about this absolutely stacked lineup we got coming on Friday? I just like to give a shout out to we have actually a, a referee we're bringing in who's oh yes I apologize WrestleCore with uh, NEW uh, and uh, multiple promotions ASW uh, Thrash Wrestling Colton G uh, Colton's amazing dude I've always we've always kind of wanted to work together I th- believe years and years ago we worked maybe a couple quick shows in another promotion but we've been talking about it forever and uh, Fitzy's off uh, to the land that he loves uh, Las Vegas you know that man loves his Elvis so he's taking his vacation and we're bringing in Colton and I'm so excited to have Colton on the show. Those are big shoes to fill, but I've heard nothing but good things about Colton, so I think we'll be just fine. Warren, anything you want to add, real quick? Uh no, I just I'm very excited. I can't wait. This is this is shaping. I mean, we we continue to do bigger and better things every month, and I think this this definitely follows that pattern. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see can't wait to see how it all unfolds on Friday night. Whether you can be there or whether you have to deal with our dumb BS on the Twitch, uh, we hope you join us. All right, so again, Friday night, this coming Friday, August the 26th, uh, live at the Rec Room in South Edmonton Common. Doors open at 6 p.m. I believe there are still tickets available at the door. Bell time, 7 p.m. There is full bar. There is food. It's a a state-of-the-art class uh, operation over there. If you cannot be there live, feel free to join us uh, for the broadcast live on twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca. I will be there uh, hosting and doing play-by-play along with the YouTube esteemed gentleman, uh, along with Veda Scott, which I'm very excited about. 
Uh, so I hope that one way or another you can join us because uh, this one is not to be missed. We are going to go out to a band called Saturday Night Karaoke that I have just recently discovered. I want to say they're Japanese, but I'm not 100% sure. But uh, it, it, they have a, a new EP out. Uh, it's very kind of garage rocky, very, very... I don't want to say lo-fi because I think that sounds kind of insulting, but just very kind of grungy and, and lo-fi and a lot of fun. Uh, the track is called, I want to say Deception. Let me pull it up. I have to fish past Warren's gigantic track. Yeah, or Dejection, rather. Sorry, the track <laughs> is called Dejection. Saturday Night Karaoke. Again, uh, thank you for joining us. I'm hoping to have the two folks uh, from Between Two Beards on the podcast next week, or at least that is the plan. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. I hope we'll see you in one way or another on Friday night. I love for wrestling and out come the monsters. <laughs> we'll see you guys all. Out <laughs> come the wrestlers. We'll talk to you guys all next week. Yeah.